1: The Then we're done. And pride bets with my man Jay Rich. Count that money, man. Now wipe the crust out of your eyes. Get you a cup of coffee. It's time to wake your ass up. With Ray G. You honestly are making absolutely no sense, and you sound silly as hell. Let's get it. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, good good people. It's Wednesday, June the eighth, twenty twenty-two. Y'all decided to wake y'all asses up, Ray G. And for that, I appreciate you being here. Appreciate you in the building. Happy Wednesday hump day. One step closer to Friday. We got a little bit of NFL news. We're gonna talk some trades, some player values. It's a good day. It's gonna be a good show. Let's get the let's get the money in the building prize picks. Let's get the money in the building prize picks. Make sure you tap in. They got some new futures up for some new player props. Uh, a bunch of new rushing yard props, a bunch of new uh, receiving yard, passing yard, passing touchdown. We're actually going to do the wheel this Friday and talk about some of these over-unders for some of these players. Uh, Because if this is where the sports books are valuing some of these players, you know, telling us um, this player is going to have 1,500 receiving yards, maybe we need to be paying attention for fantasy purposes. So tap into PrizeFix, use the promo code Wake Up. subscribe to the podcast channel. We got Mike and Adam and the 4D Chess guys doing their damn thing over there. We got Eugene and Ike off the line fantasy doing their damn thing over there. So it's it's a nice happy affair here. They did a trade show the other day. Make sure you tap into their content. Go to their YouTube channel to watch the video. But, uh, yeah, we got some people in the building. Who we got in the building? Thomas is in the building. Marlon, uh, Shane, Joe, James, Matt Bruning, Roro, Marlon. What's going on? KBD in the building. Jay Peters couldn't count, but he is a new Heisman tier member. Welcome to the squad, Jay. Appreciate having you over there, big dog. Who else we got in here? Michael, Albert, Andy, Fizzle Dollars in the building. Fizzle was bothering me by getting them damn rankings, and he was hooked up to the thing the whole damn time. I told you, Fizzle. I told you I wasn't going to leave you out to dry like that. Patrick in the building. Mike A doesn't have a picture anymore, but what's going on, Mike A? Ty in the building. I saw my girl Joe up there a little bit. There she is, Joe in the building. I don't know what she's talking about because they start to get scared, so I don't know what y'all are talking about. What's up, Joe? But uh, where's my man Jay Rich at? Jay... How you doing this morning, Big Dog?
0: I'm good, bro. How are you doing? I'm, I've am i been good, thinking man. about, you know, the Denver Broncos and how much money has been uh, thrown around good. to get them. Um, I know I was telling you before the, before the show, they sold for more than double what the Carolina Panthers or David Tepper bought the Panthers for. And then on top of that, if there are any golf fans out there, if you didn't see this, Bryson DeChambeau and Patrick Reed are joining the Saudi Golf Tour, which is pretty big news. You know, the amount yeah. of money thrown around for this tour – is interesting. You know, I I don't know if I'll be watching it because I don't know who's going to broadcast it. But if you're a golf fan, you should be like, "Damn, like that's pretty crazy. Two big names going to the Saudi Golf Tour with Dustin Johnson. I am very intrigued by this." As much as money's been thrown around in the NFL right now, mm. there may be more money thrown around in golf, which is pretty surprising when you really what's, think about it.
1: What's up with the NHL playoffs, man? I'm not following, but I know we got some people <laughs> out here who's is there, is, are they to the Stanley Cup yet? Are we there? Are we, are we no, there?
0: So the Colorado Avalanche swept the Edmonton Oilers, I believe mm-hmm. it was yesterday, when they finally got the sweep. And then we have the Tampa Bay Lightning tied it up with the New York Rangers last night. So they're tied 2-2. So best of three. And then there'll be the Stanley Cup finals after that.
1: All right. Good morning, Lindsey Mack in the building. John said golf is sex, Mike. Golf <laughs> is sex. Big golf fan in the building. We ain't going to talk golf today. Um, We... Um, Man, I, I want to start off by talking about a sensitive topic, Jay, and uh, none of us have any clue, any idea, but we all speculate and voice our opinions. You know, this this whole Cleveland Browns, Deshaun Watson thing, man, What's what do you think is, is going to happen ultimately, right? And I'm not here to, um, I mean, if y'all hadn't heard his uh, attorney, Rusty Harden, Uh, The the illustrious Rusty Harden from Houston, big time hotshot lawyer, uh, went on a radio show and had some comments talking about happy endings aren't illegal, yada, yada, yada. I think it was just uh, as an just the the wildest shit I think you could possibly say, given the time. Right. Like really like timing, buddy, timing. Uh, But now a 24th. Uh, sexual assault allegation has come to light. I, I don't know if it's truly been filed or or whatever. Um, but that's out against Deshaun Watson, and all I see are video clips of him tossing footballs accurately um, to, to Amari Cooper with the Browns. What what are you? What's your gut feeling on this? And I've talked to a lot of people, and it's all over the place, ranging from a couple of games. Too, he ain't playing another game for another couple of years. Too, they don't know. Just what are your feelings, man? What happens with uh Deshaun Watson, man?
0: I mean, I think he has to go away for at least a year, right? That's just what it comes down to. I'm not sure if they'll go further than that. Like the biggest suspension for this type of allegation that we've seen is actually in baseball. They suspended Trevor Bauer for two years for four, I believe it was four sexual assault, sexual assault cases that he was dealing with. And he, this was litigated um, between him and, and MLB for like a year and a half. Basically, he didn't play on top of also getting a two-year suspension. Um, what the NFL does, uh, it's interesting, right? Because you have that year, he's not he's not getting paid, essentially, right? They backed his pay, and then he's got $230 million guaranteed. And then there's the report that the Texans as well could be involved. Did they lose some draft pick competition because of, what they might have orchestrated in this whole situation it's it's tough man i think for fantasy you have to just assume he's not going to play this year and then we'll see after that right um it's hard to imagine him playing after some of the reports that came out and yeah it's its wild that this is taking so long but the nfl is uh gone for with calvin ridley for a year over something so small like betting on a game when he's not playing he's not involved he's not even at practice it's yeah, I think for fantasy purposes, you have to just assume he's not going to play, right? I don't think there's any yeah. other way about it. Um, if he does play, it would look terrible on the NFL. It would just look terrible because they're the ones that they don't suspend on merit. They, just, they suspend on speculation. They suspend on just making the league look bad in general, right? It's not like you have to be convicted or you have to be um, given a charge or all these things. It's just, well, you making the league look bad, so we're suspending you for these things, right? For your detrimental conduct detrimental conduct to the leak and that should be worth at least a year and if they gave him two i wouldn't be shocked it would just be unprecedented but i would not be shocked
1: oh man um uh, yeah like the consensus has gone from six to eight weeks to a year plus uh, well and, and then the reality was he wasn't suspended last year he didn't play last year.
0: Well, he year. was paid last year, too. Yeah, yeah he That's the biggest issue. He
1: wasn't suspended last year. The Texans chose to make him inactive every week, right? So he he mm-hmm. sat out a year of football, but he was never technically suspended by the NFL or the Houston Texans. Um, this is just at uh, – I believe Watson is turning 26, 27 years old. Can you check that real quick, Jay? I think he's turning, I want to say he's turning 27 this year, Deshaun Watson. So, I I mean, what'd you say? You you found it? He
0: is, he's turning 27, yeah. Yeah, he's turning turning
1: 27. 27. So if he's, let's just, let's go worst case scenario. He sits out all of this coming season, right? So then going into next year, he's 28. Worst case scenario is two years. I don't think they would do it. I don't. But let's just, let's just say he gets two years, right? Let's just, for the sake of the exercise, he gets to spend it for two years. So by the time he's eligible to play, he's going on 29, which is still young and That's not a problem, years. right? It's not a problem, but damn, man, if, if you traded for him or had him, that's three years you don't get to use Deshaun Watson. And I, I just – does he walk right under center and get right back to
0: where he was at 25 years old, you know, I, I don't know, Jay. I don't know. Um, Walking right into production, no. But I think, unfortunately, for the Browns, he would walk right into a starting quarterback position, right? Regardless of what happened. It's it's just sad when you think about, like, how much potential he had. And now that, to see what's happened to him and, and what may become of it, and now the Browns as well, right? There's, I think it was Albert Breer who said on Pat McAfee's show that, there wasn't even necessarily knowledge between the league and the Browns that there was a potential twenty fourth case coming, right? And then you see the reports of of the of the test of the test not necessarily testimony, but the statement from the individual themselves over what happened. And it's just like, how does this happen? And then on top of that, when does it stop? Right? Like, I don't think anybody who out, is out there right now believes that this is it. Like, there's not going to be any more people coming forward because it just seems like inevitably there will be more and more. And it just makes the league look worse and worse by not doing anything about it, not suspending him. Again, we'll see, right? But it's, it is, it is like Brett said it here, right? There's no distinct possibility the Browns end up with Deshaun Watson never starting a game for them, Baker out of town, and no first-round picks for the foreseeable future with a potentially great quarterback class on the horizon. That's possible, right? Like, there is a world where he doesn't play for them. Now, I don't know how they get out of that financially because they already did commit so much money to him. But I don't know, man. It, it is interesting to think about a world where Deshaun Watson just never plays in the NFL again. I don't think it's gonna happen, but yeah. I I do think that it's not a not a zero possibility because you just never know, man. At some point they have to make an example out of somebody. And yeah, it could be Deshaun I, Watson.
1: Yeah, I, I don't I don't think he's I, I don't think he's done playing football. Like I don't think that's gonna happen. Um I mean, you know, and then uh drew davenport tweeted out let me pull that one up real quick so there's there like that this is why i say nobody knows what the hell is going on right because uh drew davenport really really like him he's sort of uh kind of like the fantasy football attorney uh he quote tweeted this tweet and said respectfully let's pump the brakes we don't have nearly in all caps enough information to be making these logical leaps Let's let things breathe and play out, and that was in response to Brett. So, um, again, I, I don't, I don't know, man. You know what I mean? Like, I think, I do think, if, if you're asking me, Jay, I think a year is probably what he's going to get realistically. I think a year suspension, um, and I think he'll accept it. I do not believe he would appeal it. I think the Browns. You think probably, so? Yeah, I think they probably think had a conversation. I think he would. I. I think they had that conversation. For, I think they had the conversation prior to him signing. That's why it's only a yeah. million dollar pay, you know, base salary this year. I think when they sat down at the table, the Browns said, look, we're about to give you the bag. If they drop you for a year, if they drop the hammer on you and suspend you for a year, we're going to make sure that, that that does not impact you financially. You could talk about the morality of this shit all you want, but this is how business is done. Like, this is a business, right? So they're like, we know this. You know, this is a big blow to you. I know you want to be on the field, but we're going to make sure it doesn't mess with your money. 229 million of it will be coming to you. You're missing out on one. I think they told him. I I think they had this conversation behind the scenes, man. Um, It's going to be interesting to watch this play out because uh, I don't know. Drew Davenport doesn't know. Brett Coleman doesn't know. Jay Rich doesn't know. None of us know what's really going to happen. I don't even know if the NFL knows what they want to do with him right now. All I know is that if you are drafting Deshaun Watson and start up your trading for him, I think the prudent play would be to plan to not have him on your roster in your starting lineup for a year. And even if you want to have the, just get ahead of it, just think two years, right? Like we're not going to have him for a couple of years. And if you're comfortable with that on your roster, then, um, then roll with it, man, because he is an incredible talent at the quarterback position, just a goddamn creep apparently. And, uh, I find it hard to believe just my personal opinion that he is uh, 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 non culpable in any of the stuff, like nothing whatsoever. Like it's hard for me to believe that 24, 25 some on women have said you were inappropriate during massage sessions and you are just completely innocent. Um, That's just my opinion. I'm not trying to get into all the details of that, but- uh, something, man. Where there's smoke, there's fire. Like nine times out of ten, right? Unless you're smoking weed, and there's a lot of smoke and no fire. All right. So we got um we got uh the fantasy stock X show. We want to talk some player values, Jay. A lot of players being talked about in the community right now. Uh, OTAs. Debo Samuel uh, showed up. Well, not OTAs. Mandatory minicamp. De- Debo Samuel showed up. Um, Alan Lazard said, "Pay me." I'm not showing up. Jerry Maguire, show me mm-hmm. the money. I'm not coming. DK Metcalf said, "I'm not catching passes from Drew Locke and Geno Smith. I'm not coming." Uh, who else? Uh, Aaron Rodgers is there. Uh, Mac Jones is looking well. What's what's some of the news, man?
0: So I think one of the funniest reports overall was actually Leno Fournette coming in at 240 oh, pounds, gosh. and then on top of that, yeah, you see big, big Lenny Lombardi Lenny walking into camp 240. Feeling good, doing well. Um, you know, it's a non-story. It's kind of a fun little tidbit in the news. He just he kind of walks big, into man. camp. Two forty. He, he,
1: <laughs> he
0: looks I'm bigger than the Najee's two forty. That's for sure, right? He looks yeah. bigger than Najee's two forty, um, which was pretty funny. And so you see, Lenny's like, ah, you know, it's just walking into camp, blah blah blah. And then on top of that, I don't know if you saw the report um, or the video Bro, look of at this Najee picture of Lenny.
1: Roast. Look at this picture.
0: Look at Lenny. I mean, that gut. It's good. He's gonna hey. carry the load, man. He's got he's gotta keep that weight up so he can carry that load, take those hits. <laughs> he's he's gotta be what, 20, 26 now or 27? Lenny keep looks like,
1: Lenny looks like he was on a good vacation, man. Look at that jersey. The bottom of it is tucking, uh holding that gut in. Somebody, uh, Eric V in the chat, Sonya Lenny, called him left tackle Lenny. I mean,
0: Lumberjack him, Lenny, we him got him left them all.
1: Tackle Lenny, Lenny's looking big, man. Um, go ahead, Jay, continue. As I as I look at this picture of Leonard Fournette,
0: <laughs> he just I can't love him, man. Like he's been through the oh he sucks part, but now everyone loves him. He just walks into Camp Two Forty. People are like, oh, is he too big by Rashad White? Like, no, man, he'll be fine. A lot of players come in bigger. And then you come down, you work out, you practice, you train. He'll be back down at 2.30, 2.25. He'll be all right. Um, But then the other thing was Traylon Burks still dealing with asthma in Tennessee. Oh, Um, shit. I didn't see that. Oh, you didn't see that? Yeah, he's, he's, bro. So he's, I'll tell you about the story. So basically, there was a coach who was talking about it and just saying, you know, he's still dealing with asthma, but he's working hard. He's doing a good job. He's, you know, just dealing with asthma, right? But people need to understand that, like, this is, this really is a non-story, like, Asthma is a big issue, but it's not an end all be all type of thing. Like, I have asthma, dealt with it my whole life. He'll be fine. But sometimes when you just go from one environment to another, it takes your body time to adjust because. You have issues breathing, right? So your recovery, your ability to make energy for your body, all that stuff is dependent on your ability to retain and bring in oxygen. And it makes that more difficult when you have asthma. So for him, it's about adapting to the new environment. Maybe it raid right, to people's points. It may be because he's a little bit out of shape, right? That's that is possible. When you have asthma and you have those types of things, it makes those types of things worse, right? When you're out of shape, when you're not at 100%, having asthma does make that harder. But a lot of times it comes down to your environment and ability to adapt. He's from Arkansas. Now he's in Tennessee. How different are they? We don't know, right? Everyone's body reacts to things differently. And so he's having a bit of a struggle right now. But I would not be worried about it overall. You know, he's gonna be in and out on, on game day. He'll have breaks where this is like go, 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 go. Yeah, yeah. In mini camp, in training camp, much yeah. harder realistically than it will actually be in a game. And then the next thing, um, going back to Bucks camp, but Cecil Grayson, the wide receiver for the Bucks, said that Chris Godwin maybe back sooner than expected now again this isn't a report Who's, from a doctor isn't a report from who said this
1: huh? C- the receiver cyril grayson said this
0: yeah cyril grayson jr said that he said that he thinks and so let's take with a grain of salt he's not a doctor but he is in the building right he has seen chris godwin so maybe he will be back sooner than we think right you never know and and i think having that insider info just for him to say that you know get i i want to take that and be like, okay. Maybe if you have Chris Godwin, you're a little bit more optimistic about his outlook now, right? Because he may be looking good and we just haven't seen it. And, and I am projecting Chris Godwin to have a good season. Just depends on how he gets back. But it, it was encouraging to see that he came back and and Cecil, Cyril in particular, saying he does look good and thinks he will be back sooner than expected. Now, I don't know if you saw this one, but Kyron Williams broke his foot. Did you see that? I saw a tweet that, that you know, Kyron Williams is
1: little. And then I just saw a tweet that <laughs> Kyron Williams was riding around on a little scooter And that didn't, that just, that didn't seem good. So um, broken foot for Kyron Williams and Daryl Henderson is hurt. So
0: yeah, Daryl Henderson dealing with another soft tissue injury, which is, you know, shocking. This was was
1: the hope for Kyron that Daryl would go down because that's what he does. And then Kyron would have an opportunity to be a spell back for Cam Akers. It seems like Cam Akers is going to have every opportunity be fed the rock over and over again. Because Kyron is yep. little with a broken foot, and he's slow, and Daryl Henderson is always hurt. It it, it just seems like it's going to be a heavy dose of Cam Akers in twenty twenty two for the Los Angeles Rams. And Jay, I, I don't I don't have asthma, so I didn't know how you know that affects people. And like you said, probably a non story. But you said you dealt with it.
0: You oh yeah. Like I still have asthma now. So it's it, a lot of, yeah. a lot of what happens I don't, ha- I don't have those problems because
1: is... I'm in max shape. So my lungs are in good shape. I don't, I don't have those issues. So <laughs> you and Traylon can go uh, to your uh, AA group and talk about how you guys have to deal with asthma As- anonymous. As- anonymous. <laughs> yeah. Because y'all are, y'all's lungs aren't, aren't in peak shape like, like mine. Um, but that's pretty much all the news, right? I mean, Alan Lazard, What do you think about the old Alan Lazard saying, pay me? And did you see the quote from Aaron Rodgers? Did you see the Aaron Rodgers quote on Alan Lazard? I can pull that up too, baby.
0: Yeah, because the quote from Aaron Rodgers basically saying that, you know, Lazard's been working hard. He's been doing a great job. It's just now it's his shot to be the number one, right? And to hear Rodgers say that. That that he wants Lazard to be the number one, to be the guy in this offense. That's uh that's really, really encouraging. Especially when we've been talking about Lazard and how he should be the one. He's got Rogers' trust, and that this quote really just exemplifies all of that. Um, so I was looking about this a little bit more, and so Matt LaFleur was talking about how everyone who is under contract is there, but uh Lazard actually hasn't signed his tender yet. So he's he has a restricted tender, but he hasn't signed it yet. So that's one of the reasons why he's not there. He hasn't signed his tender. So when LaFleur said everyone who's under contract is there, that was the reason why he said that. And uh, Lazard isn't under contract as of yet. He's still yet to sign his tender, but he's looking for an extension, right? Obviously to be Rodgers' number one for the, not necessarily foreseeable future, but over some future and uh, have uh have a good Time in uh, Green Bay. He's he's a player you know that I've rooted for for a long time. So I'm excited to see if he can get that extension. He doesn't have the leverage like Mike saying of a DK Metcalf who is currently holding out in LA, recovering from an injury, apparently. Um, yeah, but he seems to think he has enough leverage to do to hold out from this. He's not quite the uh, Nikhil Harry holdout, but he's somewhere in the middle between Nikhil Harry and DK Metcalf. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Um, Lazard needs to get in the get in the building, man. Cause right now, I mean, I think he would be the he's the de facto number one uh for Green Bay. So 100%. let's let's get Lazard in the building. Um let's uh let's talk some trades, man. Let's talk uh we put out a you put out a, a call to action, Jay. Uh well first of all, let's tell all the people about the big league that we started, because I think this is interesting and I want to get away. Oh your my opinions. gosh. Well, since we're talking trades, man, I made a couple of trades in there, and I want to get your opinion on these trades. So for everybody listening, um, inside our Discord, in our Heisman group, we started a 28-team Superflex best ball uh, thing where we're going to go 14 teams on each side, the old Heisman-tier members versus the new guys, 28 teams, double copy. You could trade in between conferences, so you got 27 other league mates to trade from. We're doing an auction startup. $1,000 $1000 budget and uh I traded 250 of my startup auction dollars for 23 firsts. So I've got 323 firsts right now before we start the auction off. We were talking before the auction started, uh Jay, before we start the auction tomorrow about what it would cost to get a 23 first, right? Like how much auction yeah. dollars. And the conversation was like 200 to 250 for a first. I got two first for a buck 25 a piece. What are your thoughts about that? Yeah. those, those, and you are a win now kind of guy. Would you have traded me your 23 first for 125 startup auction dollars?
0: No way. Um, I'm not doing that because I don't, again, like I, I get why people wanted to do that, but I just, I don't know how it's going to shake out, right? I, I think making you think a you think it was like a good that, deal for
1: me to get those 23 first for $125?
0: I think so, yeah yeah because i think you you're kind of making the conscious decision to choose a direction right but if you're taking the money you don't have a direction yet right like you used to be outbid on guys that you want to have a win now direction and that's that's what i'm fearful of if you want to just take a couple young guys and build with your 23 first you're in good shape and that's that's the reason why i don't love it and why i didn't accept the trade that you offered me right you offered me the same trade to try and make that happen um i'm i'm a guy who needs to see the board unfold right like i'm I see. There's been I don't know probably what ten trades in this league already trading first and and dollars and seconds and like I'm like what are you guys doing? Like what's gonna happen when the board actually shakes so out? What, and you, got, gonna you don't have a pot to piss in, right? Like that,
1: this is where that extra money see, that people traded for. It's just gonna get tacked onto the top of whatever player that they. Yeah, you, you get what I'm saying? Like it's just it's just gonna get tacked on top. Jay's internet is god awful today. I don't know what's going on with Jay Rich today. Jay, you back?
0: Oh man, it's been spotty. That can, I'm here. It's been spotty though. But yeah, you're, you're right. It's what been, do y'all
1: have in Canada? Is it a president of Canada who's like the leader of Canada? Who's the leader? Prime who's the, Minister. Oh, the Prime
0: Minister. Justin Trudeau is the uh, is the leader of Canada right now. How is he? Is he good? Yeah, he's good. He's he's a young guy. I think he's like 45 or something. Pretty young. Is he black he's, a, or white? he's a former. He's a former prime minister's son. So that's is why he black he got or voted white. Then basically. Oh, he's white, man. You, you think you wouldn't know if there was a white, black prime minister in Canada? You, Has there you would ever know, been a
1: black prime minister? I have no clue what prime ministers no. are.
0: There is not. There's never been a black prime minister or a female prime minister, to be fair. So mm-hmm. we're working on both. Maybe soon. You never know. Not you progressive
1: know. enough in Canada. For I feel me. like
0: we have a female prime minister before we have a black prime minister. Just my thoughts.
1: All right, maybe we could make Jay Rich the Prime Minister of Canada. Oh, Drizzy Drake. I'd like to see Drake as the Prime Minister. All right. Let's get let's oh let, let's get into these trades. Um, I got one pulled up right here, Jay. Let's uh let's pull this one up. Let's move us to the side. This is uh jumping in the uh the old DD Discord, patreon.com forward slash all gas. We're in the wake up groove. Y'all sign up, five dollars a month, you get access to this trade channel, bunch of shit in here. Um, But let's look at this trade, because I just saw this one. And let's just talk through what we have going on right here. We got Joe Burrow getting shipped away for, one, Jordan Love, a 23 first, the 106, and the 107 in 2022. So we got two picks in the top half of the first round this year, one random pick next year in 23, and Jordan Love for Joe Burrow. What would you want?
0: I mean, I think I'd want Joe Burrow, but I want to know from you is that stupid? (laughs) Like, so if we're putting names to picks, we're looking at Sky Moore and J Mo, probably, if we're just talking ADP. Maybe Pickett and Pickett Pickett and J
1: Mo. Maybe Garrett Wilson and J Mo if you wanted two two receivers. But if you move Burrow, you got to find a quarterback. So Pickett, let's say Pickett and Garrett Wilson plus a 23 first for Joe Burrow. Would you do that?
0: No, I'm I'm taking Joe Burrow, which Same. it sounds like a lot, though. It sounds like a lot. And and I just I want to preface this by saying don't go and trade three first round picks for Joe Burrow. I don't know if he's worth that much, but he's probably pretty close. I think just based off this 106, 107, 23 first and Jordan Love, who we really don't care about. I think that does lean the Joe Burrow side. I'd be willing to take Joe Burrow in that in that instance, you know, just to unload some of that draft capital and get a high end quarterback in the Superflex League. I think you uh, got to take Joe Burrow.
1: Oh, we wanted Jalen Hurts. Ty threw one in as we're talking. We got Jalen Hurts. Man, Jay, what side would you rather have? Jalen Hurts. We've been talking a lot about Hurts in Dynasty and his value. Jalen Hurts or Mac Jones in two seconds in 23?
0: I'm taking Jalen Hurts. Um, I think you're taking Jalen Hurts. I think a Easy. lot of people in the group are taking Jalen Hurts. Easy. But if we're being if we're playing devil, devil's advocate here. If you believe in Mac Jones and you believe that Hurts may not be the long-term future, do you still think this is a good trade? Like, if, if you think Hurts not necessarily, probably a one, like, if you think Hurts is a one-year guy, maybe gets replaced next season, do you think trading him for Mac Jones is the right move and getting two seconds? Like, what would you be looking for if you were to make this trade? And maybe you didn't believe in Jalen Hurts, because I think there is a world where there's a lot of players who don't believe in Jalen Hurts, don't think he's a long-term answer. The problem is, is that Mac Jones has a low ceiling, right? So you're not getting... A ton of production, um, not especially high-end production, but Mac Jones will probably be the starter for at least five years. Like he's looked good, he's played well, he'll probably be the starter. He's apparently Man, dotting listen, it in minicamp.
1: At, at this point, I think that argument is so played out and fucking lame that Jalen Hurts like he's going what what they're projected to be the best team in the NFC East, so tied with Dallas to be the best team in the NFC East. They've got incredible weapons. The offensive line is way more solidified than it was at the beginning of last season. They're going to have a good team. I, I don't think. I, I, I think the Hurts haters. That's the that's their final string that they're hanging on to is that he, they may not commit to him long term, unless mm-hmm. he goes out there and fails catastrophically. I don't think there's any way that they move on from him. And if he performs well, whether it's in Philadelphia or elsewhere, Detroit, name the team. I think he's going to be a starting quarterback in this league. There's, I have, I have little doubt about that one, man. I'm, I'm putting a lot on the Jalen Hurts stock. This is an easy smash, Jalen Hurts, in my opinion, for fantasy purposes. I love Mac Jones on the absolute high end. I think you're talking about Mac Jones maybe sneaking into that maybe QB thirteen to fifteen range on the on the high end, like Damn. end of season finish, um, but. I don't think he's going to do this with this misfit cast of characters that he has at wide receiver. So it's still going to be some time, man. In those two twenty three seconds, I was listening to Mike and Adam show, and they were talking about you want to guess who the two hundred nine was last year in twenty twenty one a better class than twenty twenty two. Two hundred nine was like some dog shit player that we don't want, and then the two ten was even worse. So I'm not I'm not betting on these picks being like the two hundred one and two hundred two. Give me Jalen Hurts, man. Marcus said it best. Those seconds don't mean a damn thing right now. Give me Jalen Hurts, yeah. man. Give give me Jalen Hurts. I'll figure out the seconds later. And for fantasy purposes, there's no doubt. Give me Mac Jones. But because of the fear and paranoia that Jalen Hurts isn't going to be the long term starter in Philadelphia, uh, give me give me the value on him all day, all day, all day, hundred percent, hundred all day. And I love Mac Jones. I've been the Mac drones. Mac Jones, resident truth are longer than anybody longer than the entire world. And uh, I'd still rather Jalen hurts. All right. I saw one from uh, uh more are coming in as we go. Um, oh yeah. Literally. They're posting them as we go. Uh, KDB's in the building. I let's, let's look at this big trade. He just made. All right. All right. We've got AJ Brown, Darnell Mooney, a 23 first and a 24 second being acquired for DJ Moore, Rashad Bateman, A 23 first, okay, let's just cancel out the 23 first. Let's cancel out the 24 second and the 23 third. Would you rather DJ Moore and Rashad Bateman or AJ Brown and Darnell Mooney?
0: AJ Brown and Darnell Mooney pretty easily, like kind of by a landslide for me. Um, Yeah, it's not really that close. Uh, I like AJ Brown way more than DJ Moore, which I think is kind of your first comparison. But I think, Ray, um, I actually got into a heated debate on a show with someone about Mooney versus Bateman and so I want to dive into this further where are you at with Mooney versus Bateman because I've been a guy who's very fearful of Bateman I don't believe in the target share I believe in the talent not the target share um, and so' I'm, I'm not all in on drafting him that high but where what are you are you checking your credit score during the show
1: no um, that was uh <laughs> that was uh, the wife's new job shit. Um. My bad. I'm trying to. I'm trying. To, I'm trying to pull keep up. Trade keep cut? Trade cut. Yeah. I'm trying to. Pull yeah. Yeah. Up,
0: well, Bateman is cut. a lot higher than um than uh, Darnell Mooney right now. But I I do want to ask you though. Like as much as I like Mooney, do you think we're too high on Mooney? Because everyone's saying you know, oh Mooney's not going to be that good. You guys are too high on Mooney. And Bateman, on the other hand, ke- like he keeps rising, bro. Like he's 71 overall. He's gone up another four spots. He's wide receiver 26. Mooney's wide receiver 30 at 82nd overall and keep trade cut so they're close right they're not too far off but where are you at with the two and who would you draft one or the other like would you draft Mooney over Bateman would you draft Bateman over Mooney and kind of how do you feel about those guys overall I'm a big
1: Bateman fan Jay um I would rather AJ Brown over DJ Moore for sure like I would rather AJ Brown over DJ Moore
0: yeah not close
1: I don't I I wouldn't say it like that. Like I wouldn't be like, oh, not close. Um but Rashad Bateman, I'm big on Bateman, man. I'm big on Bateman. Jay. I'm big. But it's but you I trust trust Lamar more than I trust Justin Fields, man. I have more faith in Lamar Jackson right now at this stage of their career than I do Justin Fields. I prefer Bateman to Mooney. But I prefer Brown the more, so I don't really. I mean, I, I really don't know, bro. Like, I honestly really don't wouldn't know. Wouldn't you
0: take? Wouldn't you just take the higher end talent in Brown? Like, Brown's what? Our wide receiver five in Dynasty, and DJ Moore didn't crack our top twelve.
1: Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I, right? I, I mean, I was just focusing in on Mooney versus Bateman because I think it is a good. Yeah, conversation. this is the
0: real debate. This is yeah, the the Mooney a- versus Bateman debate is real. And so my my counterpoint to you, and the reason why I do like I do like Mooney Ooh. more, is because while 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 you you are saying you trust Lamar more, I think if we get anything out of Justin Fields from a progression standpoint of improvement, you're going to get a lot out of Mooney, more more than we're expecting. And that's one of the reasons why I am buying Mooney, because he's a little bit value depressed because people don't like Fields. And I've even said, like, I'm not all in on Fields this year, but if he surprises, Mooney's going to surprise on top of that, right? I don't think we're expecting... Bateman to surprise from a value production standpoint, personally.
1: I think it was a fine trade. I don't personally like making lateral moves like that where I'm trading the same mm. positions for just different players. That's not how I kind of do it. Um, I think it was fine, but I, I would prefer Bateman over Mooney, but Brown over DJ Moore. Let's talk about this one, man. More Jalen Hurts. This is what we wanted to see. Jalen Hurts trades, right? We got DK Metcalf and Jalen Hurts being acquired for Tua. Gibson and Amon Ross St. Brown, this one for me is not close. It's not yeah. close.
0: Give yeah. me DK like,
1: and Jalen Hurts.
0: Yeah, pretty easily. Um, it's funny. It feels like we, we've been talking about maybe we're selling Gibson right now, trying to get out of that value. And to move him and St. Brown for DK, it probably feels a little gross because we do like St. Brown. We think he could be the number one in Detroit. But you're still getting an upgrade of Jalen Hurts from Tua. Right. Which is probably not something we would have said three years ago at Alabama, but we're saying it now because (laughs) Jalen Hurts is probably the better fantasy quarterback. Right. And you're getting DK Metcalf maybe at a suppressed value right now with the holdout and people are unsure. You know, we've talked about on this show that we're we're still very much in on DK Metcalf, regardless of quarterback. I think the targets will be there. He's gonna be he's gonna be able to do things that most receivers can't do when the ball's in the air and go up and get it. Um, I trust both those guys. You know, Hurts we'll see about his progression as a passer, but he'll be great for fantasy. And I believe DK will be just a stud again. But I mean, Tua, people, Jalen Hurts has
1: are... got about a third round startup ADP. Jalen Hurts, yeah, Tua's coming off the board uh, at pick seventy three. So okay, yeah, what's that what round is that seventy three? That's six six rounds just past.
0: Seven oh one, right? one, right? Yeah.
1: Twelve team. Yeah. Give me, give me, and then DK still, you know, DK still. I don't care if he's got Drew Locke uh, or Life wide Locke. receiver nine right he's now. Still, he's 28 still twenty eight top ten wide receiver, man. Still a top ten wide receiver. Love Saint Brown. Still, am a slight Gibson truther, but this one is no doubt. Uh, DK Metcalf and Jalen Hurts, easy, easy trade here. There was one 100%. by James. I want to, I want to scroll up here in the chat. Uh, our, our man James, who's a loyal viewer uh, and, and 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 subscriber to the Wake Up Show. Let's pull up something that he did. Where is it at? Where is James at? There's KDB's deal. Here goes one right here. Uh, is this? No, no, no. It wasn't this one. Interesting. Sutton in a 23 first for Kittle in a 23 second. What are you doing right there, Jay, with that one?
0: You Sutton, said Sutton in a 23 first for Kittle in a 23 second?
1: Ah, uh, it's half point PPR. Jesus, no. Oh,
0: man. i take one. Sutton there for sure. I'd take yeah. Sutton for the touchdown upside.
1: Hoo-hoo-hoo. What have we here, Jay? A little Josh Allen. Josh Allen, 23 second and a 23 third for a bunch of players. Mac Jones, Joe Mixon, Tyreek Hill, Chris Olave, and Zach Ertz. Oh, boy.
0: I'm taking the package. I don't even care about the QB downgrade. I'm taking the package. I think there's too much value there. It's a lot of value. I if think you're, if you're unloading Josh Allen for that, and then, I mean, I mean, if you're trading Josh Allen, I'm assuming you're basically rebuilding, you know? But, I mean, even still, like, you're still getting Tyree Kill, Joe Mixon, Chris Lobby, Mac Jones. <laughs> Zach Ertz should be pretty good. I'm taking, I think it's, it sounds gross because Tyree Kill could, you know, value dip, Joe Mixon could fall off in value. You're not getting the high-end QB production from Mac Jones. But to trade all that to get Josh Allen, your team's going to be decimated, right? You're going to have no depth. You'd have to have an unreal team to make that trade. So on the surface level, you have to take the package. It's just, it's not worth it to trade all that for Josh Allen, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, man, I would 100% like, I I get, I get having, you know, Allen and what that does for you, having the QB1 uh, in Dynasty but man, that's that's giving up a lot. I mean, it's a significant downgrade from Allen to Mac Jones. But man, like screw that second, screw that third. Tyreek, Joe Mixon, Olave and Ertz. I oh, mean, I'm 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 taking the package side, Jay. Yeah. Taking the package I, side th- of that deal. You ha-
0: you have to, man. You get, you could literally have a a stud at three skill position players because Zach Ertz could be a top ten tight end. It's just finding a way to supplement between Mac Jones and Josh Allen. Oh. But those three players should do that, in my opinion. I think it's a it's a pretty good deal overall.
1: Oh baby, Jay Rich.
0: That's tough. So you got DJ Moore and Josh Allen for Devontae Adams and Joe Burrow.
1: Yeah, this is a good one. This is a good one, Jay. Yeah.
0: Okay, so honestly, Ray, if we're being real,
1: if we're being I real, think,
0: I think I want Adams in Burrow and I'm not worried about Adams's age. I think I do. I think I want that ceiling of what Adams could be with, with Derek Carr over what we know DJ Moore's probably, you know, ceiling. We'll see. Even though Josh Allen's QB1, I'll have to check the disparity between Josh Allen and Joe Burrow from a fantasy points per game perspective. It's probably like 6 points a game, but those ceiling games from Adams, those two touchdown, 15 reception games. The chat is divided. There
1: I don't know. You got to put you got to press accept on one side. What side do you want? You want Burrow and I Adams? want Adams
0: and Burrow. I do. I do. I'm not I'm I am I am not taking more, I love Josh Allen, but I think that why are you that upgrade why do you just receiver, like
1: DJ Moore so much? Like you just don't like this dude
0: because he doesn't score touchdowns. You know that it's it's not a it's not a lack of talent, but when's he going to score a touchdown? When Sam Darnold finally decides to get him the ball? When Matt Corral comes in in Week Eight? Like again, he's going to touchdown every three hundred yards that he gains. That's that's not going to cut it, man. That's like that's like Julio Jones without the targets. So
1: yeah, man. I I want, I want Allen and Moore. I okay. want Allen and Moore. I, I think that like, and I know Joe Burrow had a 500 yard game and I know he's got awesome weapons, but I want Josh Allen Oh, in a startup, who are you taking Allen or Burrow in a startup? You're taking Josh Allen. I'm taking 10, Allen. Yeah. 10 yeah. out of 10 times more and Adams. I think age does. So age factors. It's got to factor into some degree, man. DJ of Moore course. is, is much younger than Devonte Adams. And he's still a he's a he's an, a top level receiver in the NFL. Even though he hasn't scored a lot of touchdowns, he's still being treated as a top receiver. He just got paid. He just got his contract extension. He's solidified as the one in Carolina. They're probably going to have a new coach, new quarterback next year. I, I get what you're saying. Like you're not worried about Adams' age because for the next three years he should be dominant. Like it it shouldn't yeah. matter for the if we're playing dynasty in a two or three year window. Adams should be dominant for the next two to three years. But after that.
0: So so to add add some more context to this for you, Ray, um, Josh Allen averaged 24 and a half fantasy points per game last season. Joe Burrow was at 20 and a half, right? Versus Adams, who had 21 and a half fantasy points per game, and DJ Moore was only at 14, right? So from a points per game perspective, you are you are – Winning with the Burrow and Adams side more than likely, um, you're just trading the age, right? But I, st- yeah. I still think that that Burrow will be pretty good. I just, I do kind of want those ceiling games from Devontae Adams overall.
1: All right, well, let's jump in the wake up, uh, the wake up Q and A section, and let's go to a question here um, from one of the patrons. Uh, this is the cool thing about this channel; y'all can come in here, ask questions, we'll highlight them on the show. Uh, I'm not good. Um, probably a better stages question, but let's just let's just pose this to the audience, right? And if it's too big, we'll talk about it privately on Thursday. But question is, how do you handle the disparity of positional value from league to league and navigating trades? I have leagues where quarterback as a position is not highly valued, despite being super flex. That's me too. In my home dynasty league, super flex quarterback isn't valued high. The common response I tend to get is the league will sharpen up eventually and just to QB hoard until someone is willing to pay. And while that may be a valid strategy in some leagues where the valuation on QBs is correct, but the willingness to ultimately buy is what's lacking. But my experience in the leagues making me present this question is that the position is almost unilaterally uh, suppressed while conversely propping up RB value. Am I sure that the answers ultimately know your league? I am sure that the answers ultimately know your league, but was simply curious if this has been an obstacle either of you have encountered and overcame before. Great question, man. And I think, Jay, the answer to this question is so many times, whether it's me, whether it's you, um, whether it's friends of the show, Matt Kelly, whomever, like anybody, right? We present information very like top of the umbrella, right? Sort of, QBs are the most important thing in Superflex. And He hit the nail on the head where he said, um, I'm sure the answer is ultimately know your league. And that is true, man. Because in my longest running home dynasty league, it's super flex, Jay. And nobody properly values the quarterback in there. Nobody. So I'm not going to QB horde, even though it's super flex. I got my core two and then I got a couple of shitty backups and i've just loaded up on skill position players because yeah. it's year 6, year 7 and they still don't value the quarterback right. They still don't they still don't value the quarterback the right way. So i'm not going to QB hoard something that nobody is going it. to pay for. Nobody's going to pay for the quarterbacks in that league. So i've completely just i've completely just the the QB value that's present in every one of our patron leagues every one of the Heisman leagues, every one of the patron leagues where people do value the quarterback properly, it doesn't, it doesn't apply in that league, man. And therefore even like super flex rankings are obsolete. Like I almost treat it like a one quarterback league. Like I know I've got my QBs. Uh, Marcus is in here, right? Like he's in the home dynasty league. He's got Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, (laughs) Tom Brady, Jalen Hurts and Matt Corral. Can't move any of them. Can't move one of them. Um, So I think it's a good question. Um, And it is, it's the, truly the answer is know your league, league to league. Um, e- even in that league, Jay, it's two points for tight end receptions. And people don't yeah. value the goddamn tight end the right way. So I don't think it's just quarterback. I think from league to league, depending on the depth of dynasty leaguers that are in there, you know, some people aren't as tapped in. Like the fact that y'all are up watching this, you're degenerates. And I love you for yeah. it. <laughs> like we are sick people to talk dynasty fantasy football on June the 8th when there's nothing going on in football and we're looking at rankings. We're we're strategizing. We're worried about trades like because we want to be better at this game. Not everybody, not everybody thinks that way. A lot of people treat dynasty leagues like goddamn redraft leagues half the time. Um, and they won't value the quarterback. So uh, I think it's a really good question. Um and and you are right. I mean you know the answer to it. I hope hopefully I'm just confirming it. Know your league and I wouldn't be valuing and propping up quarterbacks and leagues that don't value it. With the hope and in, in prayer that one day the league will sharpen up and begin to properly value quarterbacks, I just I don't think that's going to happen, man, and I don't think that's going to happen in my in my home league, and probably not going to happen in, in in your league as well. So know your league is the most important thing um, that you can uh, that you can do. So that's the show. I appreciate y'all tapping in, Jay. On Friday we're going to wheel. We're going to look at some of these these futures. It's interesting to see where they have some of these players' yardage totals at. And uh, yeah. I don't know if you took a look at it yet, but I think we're going to have a good time matching yardage with player. We're going to do something fun on this wheel. And guess where? what the books have these over-unders for for a lot of these NFL stars um, that we've been talking about. So I don't think we had any super chat questions come through today. So we are going to get the hell out of here on time we appreciate you tapping into the channel subscribe hit the thumbs up button comment for the algorithm stay tapped in jay rich is doing mlb prop bets i got wnba under our wings we got the nba finals kicking off tomorrow night um have a good wednesday make sure y'all wake y'all asses up on friday with us man we out of this thing peace